Hello, everyone. I am Antonio Myers, the host of Tony Time Daily Podcast. Today, my special guest is Soraya Hastings. Um, she has been dedicating her life to destroying uh, human trafficking because it is a violation of human rights, a violation of humanity, and it causes uh, unwordable uh, devastation beyond measure. And so I'm glad to have her on. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Antonio. <laughs> and I'm a free flower in my interviews. We're just going to talk from the heart and be real. Okay. What would you like to know, Antonio? <laughs> um, just you, you can share your story. We take it from there. Okay. Uh, well, I uh, am Soraya. I was born and raised in the United States, and I um, lived in 33 different states uh, due to human trafficking. Um, I was uh, sold by many men. Um, I was um, from the age of two to the age of 18, I was basically considered groomed for human trafficking. Um, I was uh, I, I was constantly being put down. Um, I was being told by family members that I would never amount to anything that I was uh, that I was just at the end of the day. Um, uh, uh, not worthy to be someone's wife unless I was in a pimp and hoe relationship. Um, I was molested and raped um, multiple times through my childhood uh, and a teenage life. Uh, so through that, um, I uh, got to the point where I was homeless and I did not have um, nowhere to go. My family wouldn't let me come back home. I was into drugs. And so I was sleeping on couches and I got involved into human trafficking full force uh, by going to a party and a man um, saying that I choose you. And from that moment, from the age of 18 to the age of 28, I was just in that lifestyle. So, uh, you know, I tell people that I was I was involved in human trafficking for 20, almost 20 years because I was groomed all my life for as a child and, um, you know, as a teenager. And then, you know, actually doing transactions and being sold from one one person to another, you know, and being considered basically a piece of meat, um, you know, on a chopping block and just being like, okay, this is, um, this is who you, you know, this is all your worth is, you know, however much money. I remember one pimp bought me for $1,300. And that same night I had to go out and make 13, that $1,300. You know, I wanted to leave um, a pimp. And so I had to make $2,600 in 24 hours so that I can leave him. You know, I had to pay. It was, it was, it's a slavery that has gone on for years, but it was a modern day slavery that most people don't talk about, you know, um, that, most people don't want to deal with, uh, you know, the abuse that goes along with it, the mental abuse, uh, the emotional abuse, you know, physical abuse always, yes, uh, but, you know, physical abuse, you, you, you leave, you got, you get scarred, you got some marks, 
but they go away. The pain goes away. When it's emotional and mental abuse, that pain never goes away. Unless you receive Jesus Christ, and you allow him to work in your life. That pain never goes away. And so you carry that scar, that, that, that wound um, until you're able to deal with it. Um, and most people that I have uh, dealt with in my past, in my lifetime, um, we masked it with drugs. And, you know, we use drugs so that we didn't have to deal with the pain. And so um, when I dealt with that and, and going through that lifestyle, I um, experienced horrific things and saw horrific things that most people never want to experience in their life, nor have their children's experienced it. And so, you know, to see women giving birth on the streets and leaving them uh, because they have to go prostitute, um, you know, people getting beat, people getting pissed with people, you know, there, there's the horrific stuff that goes on in this world uh, that's called human trafficking or sex trafficking that people don't understand, you know, to actually be, um, abandoned by your family for them to look at you as you're ashamed uh, and they don't want nothing to do with you uh, is something that most people don't understand or can comprehend. And so what I have decided to do coming out of it and being out of it for the last 10 years and learning who I am through Jesus Christ, I have come to, you know, the knowledge of that I was human trafficked and what that looks like. And my passion and my desire now is to um, go out and rescue as many men, children, because, you know, people don't understand that men are human trafficked. They are in the same situation that women are. They don't want to, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. A lot of people don't want to say it, that how they've been abused and, um, either uh, physically or, you know, sexually or whatever they have been abused and people don't want to talk about it and they don't want to hear it. And so they, men, you know, keep it quiet because, oh, they would, they're going to look at me different because if this, if I say this, or if I say this and, you know, and so I try to show people who have may have been abused or, um, uh, who have been maybe uh, belittled or degraded, uh, to where they feel like they're nothing, that they have a voice, they can speak, and, you know, there will be somebody that will hear what they have to say. Wow. Um, I am very touched by your story. Um, I, I can share this with you because I've uh, shared this on my platform before. Um, I'm a, a a victim of rape myself. Um, I can't count many perpetrators. Um, I know what it's like to to be passed around as a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and they, one of them told me because I'm, well, the way they said it, I'm just gonna put it this way, because your special needs, that's why we're doing what we're doing. They said it in a much cruder, more 
hurtful way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I can identify with that. Um, unspeechless and speechless. I can't even, I'm speechless. You know, um, most, m- most people who, who are usually victims of this is people who how um who people make them feel like they are nothing like they 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 prey on their disabilities their um their incapability of doing something as what they think is incapable of doing something you know um i was paralyzed on my right hand side of my body as a child um for um uh, as a baby uh and then i had multiple seizures in my brain and so i wasn't a they said that i wouldn't amount to nothing that i wouldn't be able to comprehend things that my family even called me with my older uh, child and told me oh well they could read better than you it was because you're you know you were stupid you know so uh, those type of things when uh, when they they when you hear that then you then you believe it and so then when you believe it then they they that's their hook right i wanted to expound his wow i'm wow this paralysis is that's how i felt for many years being you know, I'm autistic and I was made to feel like I can't amount to anything myself. And, you know, I was actually burned by hot water. It was an accident. My mom was making tea and I'd go to the hospital to get skin grafted. So I know it's like to have life, you know, really just try its best to paralyze you all around early. Mm-hmm. And so... I have a Christian background myself. Um, my my way of recovering, I know yours was Christianity. Um, mine has. Oh no! So understand, I wasn't a Christian when I was a child. I only became a Christian after I came out of human trafficking. That's what I was referring to. Your um, adult. Yeah. You coming into Jesus as an adult, um, I am a person who, I say love is my religion, and I say that because I figured out that to, to be loving, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't see love in just the Christian world, I see it in Islamic world, the Buddhist world, all the other worlds. And so I always say, also, um, and I'm struggling to find words. This is very, very hard to say, and, and that's okay. Well, and, you know um, the the one thing the one thing that I I think of. And we, we as Christians are to love everyone that the, the saying is, you know, you're, you know, Christian by his love, you know, who a Christian is, you know, so there's a scripture where it says, uh, what, um, John three, verse 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son right Mm -hmm. so yes there are you know i don't care like i said i was not a christian 
before I became, you know, before I became, I wasn't. So I was looking, I was searching, but the thing that people need to understand is there's a difference when you are um, surrounded by what I call real Christians, born again Christians, because there's a difference when you say you're a Christian, but when the, when the person and the woman who introduced me to Christ, I'll never, I will never until the day I meet Jesus, I will never forget the words that this woman told me. She said to me, I will love you, whether you're an asset or a liability. That's a true Christian. Whether, whether you, you bring, whether you are uh, uh, doing good or whether you're doing bad, I'm meaning this, I will go through life with you. Right. And I, and so, you know, uh, there's many people that I meet that I talk to that are, you know, Muslims and and different national, you know, race religions and the thing about it is like i tell people my relationship with christ is not a is not a religion it's a relationship that's the difference that's the difference right because because at the end of the day he says taste and see that i'm good you how do you taste and see somebody's good you got to get to know them that becomes a relationship not a religion a religion is you're checking off boxes you're going through things and that's what that's what the human trafficking world is okay you got to get this amount of money you got to do this you got to get up you got to do that they they make you a list and that's and that's the same with religion that they make you a list but when you're dealing with a real christian and when you're dealing with um being in a relationship with Christ, there is no list. Like, for instance, we, you know, you should read your Bible. Yes. But I'm telling you today, I didn't, I didn't get up and read five chapters. I didn't do that. I read two verses today. Right. You know Um, what I'm saying? Go ahead. Um, like now that I got my words together, the reason why I didn't have all the words together because I was processing having you, me, and I know when we're talking about faith, you know, people got to be careful for now that I got all the words I can do, even free flow some more all the way through. Like for, for myself, um, I do hope in a God, I do, that 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 is true. Um, However, um, I I practice I don't practice any religion personally because I think God is so big that no system or book or ritual can capture all of God. And the reason why I say I hope in God is because. It is intoxicating for me to die and hope that there is an afterlife, especially if you're a trauma survivor. The concept of having it, I mean, yeah, it 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 feels irresistible because you're like, man, wait, I don't, I'm not crying anymore. No more post-traumatic stress. No more anxiety. No more depression. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about my body anymore. Nobody's mm-hmm. trying to rob me of my being a sexual being, as him and being anymore. Yeah. So do I still hope that that happens? Of course, I don't hope in God 
just for having I don't pimp God. That that's not me. I'm just saying the mindset of a person who I grew up in the Christian world as a child and I still feel that sense of man after all this I hope and I do hope in a loving God because I have so many questions. I have so many thoughts that I hope God's with all my questions because no human being can answer all my questions. Mm. And but you know I um I have a I have a non traditional relationship with Jesus too because um, there are things I've read in Scripture that I'm concerned about honestly. Um, like what? Well. Hmm. Just get all my thoughts together on this one. Basically, when it comes to the a- Amnon and Tamar story, I you talking about when uh, Tamar who got raped? Yes, the mm-hmm. part that gave me chills was she couldn't be given in marriage because of what happened to her. And I was okay. like, and I was like, but <laughs> why? <do> I... <laughs> so I want to help you with that. <laughs> I will help you with that. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. So when you you have to understand that there was laws that were given, right? Because we are uh, the Israelites was a nation that God had chosen. So there was laws and things that happened. And yes, Tamar who got raped, it was horrific. Um, however, you look at Jesus' lineage, right? If you look at his lineage, you would be surprised who's in it, right? Because you have Rahab who was a prostitute. And then Bathsheba, yeah, right. So when you deal with, you know, when when that happened, yes, it was horrific. Um, however, it was not. It, it's not so much as God, you know, saying no, you can't. It was those people was being was following the law. That's just yeah. that was what that was what was said in the law so yeah it was bad that's why jesus came to fulfill the law and we don't live under the mosaic law anymore we live under the new covenant and so that being said there are things that we don't have to because you have to understand too also these are men and we are we are sinners we are full of sin so we we tend to make you know mistakes and we do things that we ought not to do and stuff so at the end of the day you got to look at you know you cannot just take one one piece and then say okay well because if that's the case then you got to do you got to look at king david king david uh slept with bathsheba killed bathsheba's uh husband uh then decided then had his sons wanting to come murder him like you don't want an adulteress and a murderer but yet he was a king and god said that my lineage my seed will come from your lineage so it's it's still we, these are people that you 
that you get to go and you look and you see how their life was. You know, Paul um, wanted to kill all the Christians because he thought he was doing the right thing, right? You got um, Peter who who didn't want to, um, who denied Christ, but then comes to um, accept Christ and, and, and forget and asks for forgiveness, but then turns around and then he gets rebuked by Paul because he doesn't want to be associated with the Gentiles because they eat meat and things like that because the Jews don't eat it. So he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be associated, but yet Peter was the first one to give the sermon. And he's, that's my boy. I love Peter because he's real. So you got to look at the whole aspect of, uh, of the Bible because really the Bible is just a, um, the Bible is to show you how God in through it all makes a way for us to have a relationship well with I, it. I i hear that um when you were laughing earlier what made you laugh because i was explaining something serious about tamar yeah because when i said tamar i started laughing because <laughs> a lot like, of people don't talk about tamar <laughs> that's why okay that's, that's not a that's not a common. Um, that's not a common uh, uh, a topic. Table. Right. Like I do look at the whole Bible. I I'm just saying that that part in particular is triggering for me, honestly, mm-hmm. because I would have liked to have seen her be able to live a, a a a life that she gets to enjoy because the way that it ended I go there should have been more said about Tamar because all kinds of people read the Bible abuse survivors we read the Bible and we read the Bible because we're told of that there is this salvific power that we find in it through knowing who the God of the Bible is. And when I read that, um, I never—I read it on my own. That Those kind of things were never really mentioned in church. I remember mm-hmm. praying to God that those kind of stories would be told because it would have been, been, been you know, easier to hold on to what I was believing terms of Jesus. So I, I I do consider the whole Bible, but I can't deny that some stories, the way they end and start, do do hurt. Right. And I choose to be honest about and so, so while you were talking, I was looking up so I can give you a fullness and make sure that I, I let you know. Okay, so Tamar, the, the, in, in Genesis 38, 26, it is a, that Judah, who is her father, comes and recognizes his sin and acknowledges what he did of dismissing her right he recognizes what he did does in that scripture he dismissed her from he did he dismissed her because of her being raped and stuff and being finding out that she's pregnant right because those are things that they were 
that custom that they did not do. You were married, you were given a marriage and, and so forth and so on. So in there, it shows that he recognizes his sin of being, of, of uh, it says here to a failure of acknowledging his failure to provide for his daughter, for his daughter. Like he recognized what he did wrong. As referring to like the Amnon and Tamar story. Yeah, that's that's Tamar's story. You have to read the whole story. The whole story at the end is when Judah recognizes that he did wrong and not that's, recognizing the situation. As referring to King David's daughter and King David's son, the Amnon. Amnon. Oh, I'm thinking you're thinking of okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. That I'm okay. Now I understand. All right. So I was thinking when you said Tamar, I'm thinking of Tamar from Judah. Okay. Judah's daughter. Okay. Who's right? Okay. All right. But you have to understand that King David, those come with repercussions, right? It's just like when a child does something wrong, right? So say for instance, your uh, let me see, like, for instance, your child um, leaves, uh, fills the toilet with a whole bunch of toilet paper, right? You're not just going to um, dismiss it, right? You're going to correct them, you know, you're going to talk to them or whatever. Well, there are things that King David did that in his, you know, like I said, him sleeping with Bathsheba, him murdering Bathsheba's husband, the things that he did, he there was consequences in his actions his sons wanted to murder him um behind you know that was one of his uh cons, you know came to be that his sons wanted to murder him and and things like that and when you read the book of psalms you hear him crying out to the lord and the one thing that the lord says to david is that david was a man after his own heart after god's own heart now you would think after all the things that were said and done and everything that was done to his family and everything that God would dismiss him, right? Because he did wrong. But at the same time, he showed that he was a guy, a man that would repent and ask God for, for forgive him. And that's the same thing as me in, in walking, you know, there's, I've had to ask the Lord to forgive me on things in being human traffic. Yes, I went through horrific things. Yes, horrific things happened to me. However, a lot of people who are victims of um, a, a thing that has happened to them, and I'm not talking about children abuse and things like that, but when I was in my early um, adulthood life, I did things to where I had to ask God to forgive me. You know, I had a child and left my child with my parents and just walked away at a young age and just said, here, you, you raise him, you deal with them and literally turned my back on my child and walked away. I had to ask God to forgive me. So there, it's not just, and, and sometimes certain people, they, they say, oh, I did this and this happened to me and that happened to me. Uh, but there are certain things in life, not everybody Understand what I'm saying? Not everybody, but there are certain things in life that things happen that they themselves have contribute 
to certain things, certain situations. I contribute in my life, in my story, the what happened in my life, I contribute to certain pains and hurts. You know, I have, I, I have, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote my book because I wanted my son to know why. I was a young woman who had no clue who I was and was looking for love because love was taken from me and I was searching for love and I couldn't give my child what he wants. So I walked away from him. And I described that in my book. Yes, horrific things happened to me. However, I hurt people along the way as well. And I had to ask God to forgive me. And that's what, um, what you will see throughout the Bible is people asking for forgiveness. Well, I, I understand that point. The, the way I have read that David Bathsheba story, a lot of people overlook the power dynamic of that story because I question, did Bathsheba really have a choice? Because kings in the Bible were very ruthless, didn't take no for an answer. The Bible. No, she, she did not have a choice. She did not. When the when the king back when king when King David beckoned for her, she had to come. Right. I, I wanted to say more because that sound that is to to me I would constitute that as abuse and using sexuality for abuse. To me, that sexual abuse because of the whole is peeping Tom way of looking at her on the rooftop. To me, that's a violent matter's privacy. In my, that's my opinion. You know, people don't have to agree, but that's just how I take it. And then when you talk about the concept of sin, um, the tough thing about that is I, I honestly don't know what makes people do bad things. I, I don't know. I, I, I've i heard of, well, we're born in sin or, you know, some people, for whatever reason, do bad. I'm, I, 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 I don't think we're all born so we bad, are, in my view. Right, but we, we are. We, we are. We're all born in sin. Um, and the reason why I can say that is because... Adam and Eve, they had a they had a choice. They had a choice. And Satan made this argument with them. Your God is hiding something from you. God is holding something back. You will, these are the words, you will be like God. So the minute that he said you will be like God then you have somebody who is now tempted to eat something. So he, they ate of the fruit. So now this is the thing. We are, we are born because we have the tendency to do what we want to do. That's how we are sent. We, we want to do. So for instance, my child, one of my sons was born, right? And I remember a pastor said to me, that's a cute baby, but he's all flesh. He's, he will, he's all flesh. Meaning this, the first words that come out of a child's mouth is no. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. No. I, why me? Right. I'm constantly, constantly battling because they, they want to fill their desire. I, so, I, 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 was, I 
deeply respect where you're coming from. You know, when we sharing our views, mm -hmm. it's love, yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we both have arrived at conclusions that have helped us. So I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just. Oh, no, no, yeah. I'm um, trying it from one survivor to another. Yeah. You know. um, I think, I, I do think that, yes, people can be selfish and people can do horrible things. Um, I think definitely when it comes to this uh, born and sin thing, that's just me. I, I respect where you're coming from because I appreciate what Christianity has done for you. I appreciate what, what Jesus brought all the awesome changes in your life. He's, you know, he's helped you and continues to help you with growth development. So I don't ever knock what helps people be moral, what helps people be of integrity and of substance. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just sharing with you what my life has been like for me. Mm -hmm. You know, we love alike. We may not think alike, but we love alike. Yes. Yes. And you're beautiful. You're beautiful it, it through and through. You know, uh, you are very beautiful. You know, so, you know, let, let, me, let me let you know, you know, as, a, as I don't call us survivors. Okay, good, good, good. I good. I call us overcomers because okay. okay. Because at the end of the day, a survivor is somebody that has to survive through that. You have now overcame that. Okay. So that that's a mentality that a lot of people don't understand. I do not call if you look on my uh, Facebook page and different things, I do not put I am a survivor. I put I'm an overcomer. Because I do not survive in this world. I live. I thrive. I've now started an organization where I help others. So I thrive. I live. I've overcome my pain. I've overcome my past. That does not define me. I had to survive the streets. I had to survive to live. Just like you had to survive to get where you are. You're now overcoming. And... um. We're we're all we're we're both in agreement. Um, I think when it comes to the past, some people say overcome the past. Some parts of the past aren't bad. I had to. I, I've been in count. I was in counseling. I had to examine some parts of my past are actually good. You know, it wasn't always me being abused. I had. I had a school that cared about me. I had friends. Um, I had family members that treated me well. So I had to depart, you know, compartmentalize certain parts of the past. Some of them were nobody should ever go through it. And other parts that actually helped me, I didn't know at the time, to handle in quotations is that, that could be a dicey thing handled like trauma I mean why a ch child anybody an adult just why you know but yeah I'm a victor I'm a, I'm a thriver and I started this podcast just not to make people think like me I don't control people 
I invite all kinds of people on this show to sh to give people an accurate picture of life. Like I, I had a an, a, a fellow Christian, uh, Warren Garrett. He lived a life of struggling with alcohol addiction. Now he is in charge of helping people uh, be free of addiction. He became a Christian, as you know, because that that the Christian life helped him. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to feature him. And I'm glad I'm able to feature you, a, a believer who is able to, you know, overcome human trafficking and being devalued as a, as a person. So I, I see us as allies with each other. Yes. Because it's okay for us to have certain areas of our lives where because we're diverse people, we're going to have diverse thoughts, but we're both into being victors, being overcomers, being thrivers, being uh, decent as people and decent how we live. So we're in solidarity. I'm with you. Yes. Amen. 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 You know, and that's that's the best thing is that you're able to reach people and talk to people and connect with people that I will never be able to connect with. You know, and that's the beauty of when we finally are able to be set free and we are able to just um, love people for who they are and not for what they're about. Right. And 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 be able to talk to people and just be able to we can we can, you know, we can sit in throw back and forth our thoughts or, or, our, or what we believe and stuff. But at the end of the day, the beauty of it is that two people have come out and now we both have smiley faces on our face and right. we just, you right. know, we love life. And we love what, what life really is. Right. And we love each other. Yes. Because um, what drew me to you was we both know Smitha, right? I was able to be on her show sharing my story. And when I saw what you were doing, I said, wow, I want to have this person's voice be on my platform because you'd be amazed at how many people know a person who was victimized human trafficking or actually in it. And I do episodes because, you know, because a, a an episode could free a person or start mm -hmm. that person's healing process. It is amazing how people will, some people will tell you that you help them be free. And then some people will just, for myriad of reasons, will keep that inside. Mm -hmm. But to help somebody start their healing process by simply storytelling and, you know, being truthful about what did you do in terms of resources you have so you could be a victor? Because other people want to know how to be a victor and right. they want to know more important how to stay one. Right. I've been I've been out for 10 years, so that lets you know that Yay. you know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So that lets you know um, there are some people who fall back into it. And by the grace of God, I have not. Um, you know, so I I I am actually right now currently working on making a, um, a guidebook, um, 
to where it helps people to understand how to identify someone who's being human trafficked. So, you know, if they don't even know what to look for, you know, now they'll have a way to look for if they want to sit and they want to talk to me, um, they could do an hour session with me to just say, how, how do I help this person? What do I do? Um, and, you know, so there's a lot of things that, um, that I'm setting up to where people, not just in the United States, but around the world can actually help these people. You know, and I say people because it's not just women. It's not just children. There are men too. Right. And they, and people forget about that. They only, sometimes people want to just focus on the children or some people want to focus on oh, these women. No, no, there's men that have been raped and molested and beaten and they've gone through things just like you have that nobody wants to speak about that. They don't right. want to, they want to shun the, uh, a man and no, a man has a voice. And so, you know, my, my whole thing is at the end of the day, I was silenced. I could not speak. Um, you know, I couldn't say things because they would say that I'm lying or whatever. I've gotten to the point where I realized at the end of the day, we have a voice and you have to share it because people need to hear your voice because there is people that have an ear to hear. There are people, you know, and I, I did an interview and I told uh, this woman, I said, even after you hear this interview, even after you display this interview, there are going to be people that says after I didn't told my story and after I didn't share my testimony, there are going to be people that are going to sit there and talk about she's lying. There's oh. always. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's always going to be those people that talk about you're lying. Oh, that doesn't happen. And honestly, I've come to realize the people who say you're lying, that's not true. That means that somehow, some way, something happened to them and they don't want to deal with their Thank skeletons you. in Thank their you. closet. Thank you. So what they want to do is make it feel like, oh, no, that's not true what you went through. Oh, honey. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And at Thank the end you. of the at the end of the day, you may not want to deal with your issues, but I didn't dealt with mine, and I'm speaking out. You may not want to speak out, but I'll speak out about mine because I'm no longer going to hold it in myself, what? and I'm no longer going to be. I'm no longer going to die. I'm not. You know, that's the thing. People hold bitterness, and they and it kills people. And literally, bitterness kills people. Right. So people People who talk, who talk about they lying, you lying, you this. No, you're holding bitterness, anger. You're holding resentment yes. towards yes. Who, people who are against you. So you want to take it out on me because I am being bold enough to speak against these people who have done things. Now, mind you, I have forgiven the people who have done things to me. I've completely forgiven them. I've asked God to forgive them and I have moved on and I pity them and I pray for them. But at the end of the day, oh no, honey, I'm not supposed to be quiet because you choose not to. Thank you. And, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm saying this because, you know, uh, like forgiveness, I'm glad that that was a way for you to heal. You know, each overcomer finds what helps him heal so i'm glad that forgiveness is a part of that for you that's that's good and thank you for mentioning the whole liar thing because abuse happens in all families 
at least one relative or two, either modern now or during American slavery or way before that, they're going to find a history of abuse somewhere. And Jesus overcame abuse. He did. Because that, that, that really helped me to heal because I had to think of the cross, the flogging, the crown of thorns that said, he understands me. Yes. Yes. Because he, he, when you, when you sit and you think about all the things, the betrayal. Yes. That was put upon Jesus when, yes. um, when he was betrayed by his close close friends you know Judas Iscariot was one of his disciples and he betrayed him you know so think about that when you have when you see that Jesus was betrayed by his close friends the ones that sat with them and ate with them all the time and then for the people that will see him and like he says you come with me with uh with clubs and things clubs and stuff but I was with you daily in the temple I mean that he lived with them he ate with them he he was in the temple with them so he grew up with these people right. and yet they come at him so he didn't seen all he knows all of it and then knows it what made him what made me feel that Jesus understands me more is the gambling for his clothes mm, come and, on and that made me feel like he understands the sexual abuse that happened to me because the way it was written I said that that is wow that's Today that yes. be a sex crime. I like. Okay, I, I I I understand more why I love Jesus. Okay, wow, it was just that moment of Eureka. There's a reason why you're drawn to this person, mm-hmm. and that was my feeling relief. Feeling yes. Ah, I'm not bad. That some that somebody understands you. Yes. The one thing that people don't understand was survive when people, when you can, when after everyone, your, your mom, your dad, whoever, your close ones, and you go to them and you tell them and they say, you lying, you lying. But then for when Jesus can say, I understand you. Yes. As long as you know one person who could who says I under I understand you and I've gone through it with you. I've Woo! experienced it. Yeah, yeah. Then that's when you are able to say, okay, <laughs> I don't care what anybody else says. That's right. You know, you know what I'm saying? So that's that at the end of the day, that's what that's about. At the end of the day, and that's why I love Jesus. That's why I, I go and I tell people about Jesus. Because at the end of the day, no matter what anybody says, my God, Jesus Christ knows what I have been through. Right. And Wow, and when he's disrobed and made fun of, I think those are aspects of Jesus that I'm glad that there are believers such as yourself who will tell people that because so many people need to know that so they can feel, oh, man, relatability, somebody went through all this to relate to me. Yes, his whole, his whole his whole general, his whole group, the whole nation of Israel 
turned. He, that's why he says, forgive them for they do not know. He even asked God to forgive them for what they're doing to him. And that's yeah. the beauty, that's the beauty of who Jesus is. Like that's yeah. that's that's who you that's who we serve. That's that's who we we have a relationship with. A man who understands us. Yeah. And then and then for him to be our father. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he provides and he shows, listen, mm -hmm. for what was meant for evil, I will turn for good. What people did to you, it is okay because God has something better for you. God has something better for you. God has something better for you. He has something that is major, that is huge because you are his son. He loves you unconditionally. He cares for you. And, to, and those words ring in my ear every day, no matter what I'm going through. That at the end of the day, he loves me. He adores me. He cares for me. He will not leave me for he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you for I have gone before you. So he's already done. He's already gone through what we've gone through and he's walking with us. He's in the fire. He's in the valleys. He's in the mountaintops. He's with us when we're, we're rejoicing and, you know, and, and doing milestones and he's with us when we are struggling and when things are not going well he's with us and he's there to encourage us and to and to remind us that we are not to be left alone that we are not um meant to go through this life without him you know he says that we should be like child have a child's faith well children go to their par parents expecting that their parents already got stuff taken care of like today, I was messing with my son while we were going to church and doing a uh, church cleanup. And I said to him, I said, you going to pay the bills today? You're going you gonna to be the parent today. You're going to pay the bills. You're going to drive the car. And wow. he, and, and he said, and he, I said, you going to go and you're going to pay for the groceries, right? Because we got to go get some groceries. He said, no, mom. I said, who going to do all that? He goes, you, I'm just a kid. You take care of all that. I can't drive. I don't know how to drive. I'm not paying no bills. You're going to pay for it. Right. But I was just reminding him, you're the child and you expect your mother to already take care of that. And we are to do the same with our heavenly father. He will take care of all of our needs. He will take care of, of everything that we that that needs to be done. You know, we don't have to worry about if something's going to break or if something's going to, you know, we don't have to worry about a chair falling apart on us. We trust the chair to hold us. So we have to also trust the, the God who created us. You know, and that's the beauty of, of every day of living with, with uh, Jesus is that, you know, we get to sit here and we just get to, like I said, there every day, I, you know, when people hear my story, I, I, one thing I do, I detest, or I do not like the most is when I hear people say, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Thank you. I hate that. Thank you. Me too. Because. I'm not sorry for what I went through because I'm, I'm the woman who I am today because of what I went through. <laughs> I am able to go and I'm able to help somebody else. Can I I'll put it this way. I, I can say this if you're a believer. I would say 
You are the one who are because of God who enabled you to overcome the abuse. And I think that deserves more credit than the abuse itself. Right. And then when it comes to like what, 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 what happened, unfortunately, you know, what happened to you, when you, you made a point earlier that I want you to know that I understand that the you felt you know young woman gave your son away. Do you do you give yourself grace? Do I? You know what? <laughs> That's funny that you say that because um, I wrote that in my book, um, and I for a whole year um, the Lord worked on me with the word grace because I did not know what grace is. You know, I remember I went to my pastor and I said, how am I supposed to give people grace when I never received grace? I myself never received grace. My family, every time I did something, it's wrong. It was always by the book, cutthroat. There was no gray in there. It was boom, either do this or you get hurt. Either do this or you get beat. Either do this. It was never grace. right so i said to the pastor i said how do i give grace to people if i've never received it and the lord worked in me and i tell you there's every day i give myself grace every day if i can't get it done i say hey okay you know what there's another day right and i want you to know that it's okay for you to love the young woman that you were at that time yes you have to love like, I love the five-year-old me that was tortured at that time because I had to say, you know, my inner child doesn't go with this because physically I look like this. Um, so what helped me to heal is to say, I love the little boy that I was and the little boy still inside. I'm not going to judge that little boy. I'm not going to hurt that little boy's feelings. I'm going to parent that little boy. I'm going to be the parent of the little boy I wish my parents were to me. And I Mm -hmm. think if you can love the little, I mean, the young woman that you were, parent her, don't judge her and say, hey, I'm going to be for you what nobody else was for you. And because you're believing, you can add God to the mix. Hey, myself and God, we're going to love you and give you what you were robbed of. And it's revolutionary. For yes. healing is revolutionary. Yes. Amen. Amen. So that's exciting. And another thing, like I want to tell you, a lot of people think, and I have to say this, they think that if you're autistic or on the disability spectrum and somehow you don't have um sexual feelings which is not true it's not true at all because we're we're people we're human yeah and i always emphasize consent because that wasn't emphasized in my life so i always tell people that mention sex at some point to bring it to where consent because i don't know what people's experiences have been like consent but Safety is my other thing because when you're sexually abused, there is no safety. Consent is already gone, and then safety 
that that's not fair. But yes, autistic people, we are uh, sensitive lovers. Yep. Because of the way we process sound. And I want to tell you the full story of how I overcame. I think you'll be blessed by it. So I was diagnosed at two uh, pervasive developmental disorders. Um, they basically thought uh, the experts, well, I say quotations for them because they don't understand extraordinary. So they thought I would have little to no success, compared me to a vegetable, wouldn't amount to anything. So my parents had to sue them and we won the court case because DC Public Schools firms, they were going to educate him, me, and they could not. They thought the ADA, the American Disabilities Act, would be the way to say, let's not have to pay private school tuition. They won the court case and pay for my special education, private education, until I graduated high school. And I have gone to be a high school valedictorian, college graduate. Yes, come on. Yes, come on. Advocate. Uh, yes. Served as provider for people with disabilities, to graduation speeches. And I was basically student body president. Yes. School. Awesome. So, yeah. Hey, man. That's the, that's the, you know, that's why I tell people when they say, oh, I'm so sorry for what? Yeah, I went through it, but let me tell you, it's great. Well, your story moves people. Yeah. It you. moves people. So, you, you know, you sit there, you know, you, yes, but it gives us the opportunity to share how, how this happened and we get to share how we were able to come out and how we are overcome. That's why I say you're an overcomer. You're not a survivor. You're an overcomer. Look what you've done. Thank you. You've overcame and you're thriving and you're giving back and you're showing people that they're, that we are not just what normal, what they think we are in this category that you're not amount to, you know, the words that were used to me is you'll amount to nothing that you're not going to amount to anything, you know, but no, that's not true. And you have shown that just that alone, you know, we walk with your head held high, you know, with the shoulders back, confident, knowing, listen, I did this. I put the work in, Right. you know, it takes work to, to get where we are. Yeah, you know, it doesn't, you know, we're not like one of those people that just it just gets handed to us. No. We we work for what we what we've accomplished and what we've yeah. achieved. Right. You know, and I'm so proud of you. I really am. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you as well. I'm very proud of you. Um, and you know, when we were talking about faith earlier, my personal goal that I I've been achieving is being honest about my feelings in terms of conversations like this with safe people. And I, I'm starting to do that and I really appreciate how, because in my, I grew up in a world where disagreement with something you didn't do. Um, you had to agree in a robotic way. That's what abuse makes you 
think because there are other parts of the abuse that had that was either you agree or you get hit or you get in my case molested or or in my case I was whipped with a belt by the Mm -hmm. same perpetrators Mm -hmm. so I, Mm -hmm. I struggled with how do I agree respectfully I don't want to be I don't want to kiss up to people but if you think I like on something when they've expressed in a self-confident way or how do I disagree like disagree with the warfare like I was shown no as I found out like we were able to agree on some things and we're able to say hey we'll agree to disagree on other things Mm -hmm. earlier Mm -hmm. um to me that's progress because growing up passive aggression was rampant it was you lash out or silent treatment actually mm-hmm. you can say both are forms of lashing out when you think about it because mm-hmm. you look like you're about to lash out but you pretend to look so calm but you can feel by that person's face if if they silent long enough they're gonna go, ah. then the lashing out was falling in and scream at each other cuss each other out I saw that going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not trying to be funny. This is real. And so what I did with you was I said, well, um, I I do love Jesus. We agree on that. Loving Jesus is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't practice religion. You practice Christianity. And we were able to agree and I don't and think differently on something mm-hmm. I say think differently more than disagree because it depends on what the conversation is mm-hmm. the subject mm-hmm. and I, I I'm glad that we didn't disrespect each other um we communicated love to each other we communicated compassion and concern loving concern for one another Yes, I am choosing to be holy. And I'm glad you're choosing to be holy too. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, it's it, it's important, you know, like I tell people, I, I've been single. I've, I've been out of human tra- trafficking for almost 10 years. And I've been single for, for the whole ten, the 10 years that I've been out. I had, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> your face is priceless. <laughs> I, I couldn't hold that one in. <laughs> yes, I've been I've been single uh, for for the the time that I've been out to that I got out of human trafficking to now, uh, and I and I chose to do that because a few reasons. One, I wanted to learn who I was. Good. I, and I didn't want to have anybody. Two, I wanted to get myself together. Yeah. I, I wanted to be able to where I didn't have to depend on nobody. 
you know, where when I was in human trafficking, I had to depend on the pimp to provide a place for me to live. I don't have to depend. I have my own place. I have my own apartment. I just pay my rent for next month. Like, I don't wait till the first of the month. I pay it at the middle of the month prior. And then, <laughs> and then I go to work. I pay for my bills. I take my son goes to a private school that I pay for. Nobody else pays. So I pay. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. So that at the and then at the end of the day, not only that, but not just I pay for it, but God has provided people to help me along, and He has given me uh, people to, uh, you know, they've like I've had my interview on the 700 Club, and some people were like, you know what, because of what you went through, I want to help you out, and they've helped my son, and they've helped pay for my son's schooling and stuff, and I'm like, praise God, thank you so much, you know, and then to be able to start a nonprofit organization, yeah. And you were on CBN. I, I saw the link before yeah. you did this. I was like, yeah. So you know, I've been, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, I started a nonprofit organization. Now he's, hold on, I don't, no, no, no. Now, now, I, now I could go, and now I can step. As I told my pastor, it's time for me to have a husband. It's now time for me to be with somebody because now I'm not dependent on no man to provide for me because I provide for my own self. Now yeah, it's now, okay. now it's okay. What what can what are you bringing to the table? Yeah, much respect to you. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying. And I and now I cherish my body. I cherish who I am. So ain't nobody, everybody just gonna come up in this and just do whatever they want to do with me. No, no, no. Yes. It, 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 what are you willing to put into to this? What are you? Because uh-huh. I, I am walking and breathing i didn't graduate college i got an associate's degree all kind what are you trying to do because let me tell you <laughs> i am doing just fine yes as a single mother i'm doing just fine now everybody uh-huh. you know just like anybody else i would love to do a little bit better but i am i am okay i am content, content. where i'm at uh, yes with god we, um- I'm paraphrasing the scripture with godliness, contentment, great gain. He said, Oh, you're now pulling the scriptures out of thin air that I don't have no no address to. What's the address? uh, Godliness is contentment, is great gain. Let me just. Let me me look it up. Let me look it up real quick. (laughs) Let me look it up. Hold on. Um, uh, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we bought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it but if we have clothes we have food and clothing we'll be content with that right yes yes and and remind me what Paul in Philippines, I'll be content whatever the circumstances, whether want yes. or money. Yes, I'm content. Let me tell you, there's no way, there's the things that God has done in my life. Can no man, no man mm-hmm. do what he has done in my life? 
And that's why I tell people, now I'm okay. Now it's time. Now I'm time. I am okay to look because now I'm complete in him. I don't, I am not, I am not lusting after no man. I'm not thirsting, trying to run after no man. Yes, honey, I use thirsting. Yes, because these youngsters these days talk about I'm thirsting. I ain't running after no man. I, I, ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to throw myself, show all my body to people and everything. No, I am a well-dressed, I even, you know, in the interview, uh, when I did the 700 Club, my hair was down to the middle of my back. And I, about a month ago, I went to my uh, uh, salon and I told my hairstylist, I said, cut it all off. I had even started cutting it for her. I said, <laughs> and she goes, what? I said, I want it short. She's I said, because it's a new me. I just I just I like feel like I, like I just want to yes. I, I said, I just you know what? I said, I want short. I, I just want to go short because I can because I know I can rock it because I'm that confident in myself now that I don't have to worry about what men say to me. Oh, don't do this, you can't do it. No, 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 no. Soraya can and Soraya will. Yeah, you're <laughs> just, you know, you're you're the queen of heaven. <laughs> Yes. Because at the end of the day, I'll tell you, like, you know, and I take care of my son and I raise mm -hmm. my son to be a godly man, you know, to, and I tell my son, and then I, it, it's so beautiful because God has provided a family, a church family around my son to where my pastor will sit there and tell him that you, you, you protect women. You don't hurt women. You protect women. Yes. You know, yes. so I, he gets to have godly men around him. Why are you talking to your mom like that? You don't talk to your mom like that. You respect your mom or, you know, you don't do that, you know, and they constantly, you know, and he's, you know, seven, eight years old and he gets, they get to, you know, he gets that kind of talk and treatment from my pastors and brothers in the church and stuff that are willing to train him up in the godly wow. way. Awesome. You know, and so that's why I sit there and I, and I tell now I'm to the point where, okay, I even told my pastor, I said, you pick them. You pick the husband for me because I, because I have a high standard. <laughs> you got to come correct. Do you, do you pray for your future spouse? I yes, of, I do. Because yes, I've heard believers who will do that. Yes. They'll pray for their children's yes. future spouses too. Yes. Do you do that for your yes. children? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because at the end of the day, uh, you have to, for me and in my household, as Joshua says, for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. the Lord. And at the end of the day, my household, my generational curse, my strongholds have been broken. What was done in my life will not be done again, nor to my children's children. The old things have passed away. All you know, new, new things, things have come. Right. And so at the end of the day, my son, my my oldest son has experienced my my life as in human trafficking. And you know, and I work and I pray for my older son and things like that. But my younger son, he's never experienced never That's a blessing. Never experienced. I I left it when I found out I was pregnant with him. I walked out of it when I was pregnant with him. So he was your miracle baby. Mm-hmm. He was my Isaac. 
And he was my Isaac. I'm thinking of also John the Baptist bleached in the womb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what he felt the Holy Spirit come. Woo! Oh, it's time to go. Let's do this. Yes. No, he, uh, my son is, you know, he will tell me things that I have to sit there and I have to listen to him. And I said, okay. Because he ha- he's a powerhouse. And so I tell people, what you say about your children affects them. I was told that I would never, you know, I when I told my parents that I wanted to be a speaker, they said, that don't make no money. You ain't going to be able to support us. Right? Support, I, wow, support us. Oh, yeah. Well, hello. That's how I was raised. Come on. Wait a minute. So now um, I'm almost 40. And I'm doing exactly what I told my parents I was wanting to do. I wanted to, I speak on different podcasts, on different radio shows. Like you said, I was on the 700 Club. I speak, I share my testimony. Now, I didn't know how I was going to do it when I was six years old. So, you know, when my son comes to me and says to me when he was four years old, mom, I want to be Batman because I want to save people. Okay, if that's what you want to be, boy, be what you, be that to the best of your ability. I'm not going to knock my son because that's his, that, you know, he's a four-year-old kid. He don't know, you know, and now uh, being seven, eight years old, he comes to me and says, mom, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a worship leader. Okay. If that's what you want to be, son, hey, then that's what hey, you want to be. Hey, pastors you know, are community leaders. They help out with yeah. energy. They help with the yeah. in tough times. And he stays close to, we have, we have a, a senior pastor and two associate pastors and he stays close to them. He runs to them. He runs to them and he, he asks them questions. He stays close to them, you know, and, they, and so, you know, I sit there and I just let him do, but who am I to tell my child he can't do that? See, that's the problem with parents these days. Yes. They, they say, oh, you got to make money. You, you got to do this. You got to, no, 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 no. Money is not, we have realized that in the pandemic, money ain't nothing because for a blip moment, there was no money that was working. The whole country, the whole, I don't, I, 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 are you in the United States or are you in uh, Africa, right? United States, I'm in DC. Okay, so you understand. So the whole country shut down with no money. With no money running through, right? Company. So, so at the end of the day, how you want to run off of money? Like you teaching these kids what this world, this prosperity, this no, pe- teach them real stuff. Like, listen, at the end of the day, you will get persecuted just like Jesus did. People will not like you. You will be called a hater. Check it out. It's okay to be hated on. Because if this world hates you, you know you're doing something right. It's the minute that the world starts loving you is when you start to get worried. I mean, I I I am for hey a pastor that's a positive path, and I'm and I could tell I could see him being a pastor because if he's able to rescue his own mom, yes, in in the womb he's able to rescue you. Ooh, I, I'm preaching right now. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so he was already destined to be a pastor while he was living in me. Mm-hmm. And so when he said being pastor, I'm not shocked. I, the, the dots are so connected, so 
And this, and this is the well. so this is the crazy thing. And I told my son a couple of weeks ago when we did when it was Resurrection Day, and I said to him, you know, um, he was not really wanting to praise, you know, uh, and stuff. And I told him, I said, oh, I said you will respect and you will praise Jesus because it's of Him is the reason why you here. You talking about your older or the one that was my youngest, after? my my youngest son. When oh, he didn't want, he didn't want to, he didn't he didn't want to worship that day, right? And I said, you wait, because it was, you know, uh, the world calls it Easter. We call it Resurrection Day. And I said to him, I said, oh no, honey. I said, you praise him because because of him, you're alive. Because his story is, and and I told him, I said, when you get older one day, I'm gonna tell you your story because you have a testimony of your own. I was going to abort my child. I was abortion minded. He was not going to be here. And so I was, I was, uh, that's when I realized and got, uh, got to accept Jesus Christ. And, you know, and now I look at it and I said, how could I board a child who wants to be a pastor and wants to save people and wants to minister to people and want to help people and love people? Who was I to want to board that? As a child, that my son is beautiful. He comes, he, he knows he, when the minute somebody is in pain, he don't, he don't, you, we, I take him to prayer meetings and he will go and I've seen him go up to people and start praying for them. Wow. And people will just start to cry. Wow. My child's six, seven, eight years old. You know, when he was six and five and six and seven years old, just praying for people and people, and he would, people would just start to cry. And then they'll come to me and they'll say, so right. Did you know your son? I, no, I did not know my son was over there praying for you. I'm over here praying for myself. I'm doing my own. <laughs> hey. kids, kids, he's, he, he's, you know how sometimes kids don't always understand things. Mm -hmm. So they'll say it in a moment, but I yes. think he got the point. Um, because um, sometimes we're not always secure in the calling of our lives, but it seems like he has been farther ahead than most people. Because that's him being him and God. Some things is just that's just God being God. And mm -hmm. Based on what I've understood about people who are in ministry, some things he just that's just God. I. I, I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, and I'm glad that you were able to have one, at least one child that was able to help you to be God's child. Ooh, I'm preaching mm -hmm. again. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> like, your, your human child helps you to be God's child. Mm -hmm. That's a sermon series. I hope mm -hmm. you preach that <laughs> like I tell people, he's my Isaac. My oldest son is my Ishmael. And he is my Isaac. He is my Isaac. Wow. Like the divine promise. Mm -hmm. And you're able to recognize you're the divine promise because you're because of the divine promise literally breathing inside of you. Mm -hmm. I mean literal and figurative God was just communicating himself to you. So I um kudos to you. Kudos to you for never giving up because yes. you know you, you have people that don't give up on you. You have um a loving community yes. and any child would do something positive, they should be encouraged. 
That means yeah. ministry, do it. That means saving people, do it. Pastoring people, do it. Have your congregation and you get to help them with their storm, do it. Yes. Not hurting anybody, so do right. it. Yes. So, and I'm so blessed to have met you, Antonio, and I am so proud of you and what he is going to continue to do in your life and just the, the many people that he is going to bring into your path. I just, I'm so blessed to be part of your path and just it, to cross paths with you. It, it's truly an honor and a blessing, you know, um, just to meet you, you know, um, doing these things. It's, it's so amazing on how many people are willing to be vulnerable with other people because now they know that they're not alone. And, you know, and it's truly when he says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, that you're not alone because he provides people to surround you to show you, hey, you're not alone. We're walking this together, you know. So if you ever need anything, if you ever need encouragement or, you know, whatever, you just need to talk, I am here for you. You know, you are my brother and I love you. And I just, I just want to continue just to be a part of your life and just to know where he's going to take you and just to be in the back. I just want to be in the back seat. Can I be in the, in the, in the bleachers, <laughs> in the bleachers, just sitting in the back, just waving my little flag and just say, Woo, look at my boy Antonio. You Thank know? You. <laughs> Thank Thank yes. You. Yes. And it's, it's an honor to meet you and, Thank you for seeing me as family because I'm uh, getting emotional. Yes. I am rebuilding my sense of family. Yes. I didn't have the best family growing up, and now people are becoming family to me. Because some yes. people have, were, they said they were my family, but they were nowhere to be found. Right. But now I'm having people are becoming my family who they they're there all the time yes even when i feel depressed they're not yeah they're not just there they're yeah like comforting That's right get up so thank you for seeing me that way that is such an honor yes. and i hope i can you know be there to you know cheer you on and comfort you and you know treat each other you know we're all God's children, right? Yes. You know, family. And, you know, thank you for helping me um, in terms of how I see God. I thank you for that. Yeah, I'm just glad <laughs> <laughs> it's better than what it was. <laughs> Yes, you know, you know what, you know, one thing I remember when I did the interview with the 700 Club and the woman said to me, don't talk, talk Christian, uh, Christianese. I said, what's Christianese? I said, what is that? She goes, you know, the Christian language. I don't know no Christian language. I come from the streets. I talk to you straight up. Um, you know, I remember. I that is <laughs> awesome. I talk straight up like that's that, you know, I, I, you know, I talk to people that have have been involved in, in the Christian um, churches and stuff like that, who have left mm -hmm. the church and stuff. And, you know, I tell them, they look at me, they go, you're not the same like all these other Christians. I said, what? I said, cause I don't, what? I don't talk back to them. Like I, I'm like, I, you know, I tell my pastor, I said, I'm the most hoodest Christian in the world. Hey, I'm the most the best kind. Cause I, I the best because <laughs> I, I don't I don't you know I don't molt into the the cliques I don't um 
you know, I, I support everyone, but at the same time, don't play with me because I'll tell you who you is and what you about real quick. You're Peter. You're Peter. Yes, I am a Peter. That's <laughs> why I told you. Peter is my man. That's my boy right there. Because I really am. I really am. I'll tell you, you know, it's so funny. I told somebody the other day, they asked me to pray for them because a situation happened. And I looked at them. I said, okay, I can pray for you. But I said, what's the purpose of me praying for you if you don't believe in Jesus? But you asking me to pray for you? What? The, and they looked at me. They go, "Well, most Christians would have said yes. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll pray for you right now." So I said, "Yeah, I'll pray for you." But for what? You ain't gonna believe in what I pray for because you don't believe wow. in Jesus. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that that reminds me of who was that? Nat, Nat, was it Nathaniel? When I think it was in the Book of John. When Nicodemus? No, no, it was when. Nathaniel said, "What could what good can come out of Nazareth?" Oh yes, and yes. Jesus actually had him as a disciple because at first he was like, "But I don't know this person. How could he be great? He comes from this right. town, this side of the track." Right. And Jesus said, "He said, you know, it truly there there's an Israelite in whom there's no deceit. So Jesus likes real people because." No one's realer than him. So right. If That's you're what, real, you cool. <laughs> right. Pretty much. But it, it brings perspective because I that's one thing I don't like when people come to me because they know that you know that God, you know, Jesus is what worked in my life and stuff. So people, all these kind of people come to me, they talk about, oh yeah, I, I know about Jesus, but I don't believe in him. But can you pray for me? Huh? Well, I, and I'm like, that's okay. So that's why do you want me to God? Right. So I'm like, why do you want me to pray for you if you don't believe in him? So my prayers, oh, okay. Like he, he going to hear my prayers, but why, why do you right. want me if you don't believe in Jesus? So what's the purpose of asking me to pray for you? And they get mad because then they go, well, I never seen a Christian like you. What a real well, one that's going to speak up and be real with you. Like, I'm not no fool. And I'm not boo-boo flu the fool because I and I and I wasn't born last night. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like I keep I tell you know, and I tell people that real quick, you know, I'll be talking to the teenagers and I tell them and they look at me, they go, You're not a normal Christian woman that goes to church and stuff. I said, Why? Because these are teenagers. I said, Why? Because I could shoot the breeze with you and tell you what it is and look at you in your face and say you ain't all and you ain't all that in a bag of chips. I'm impressed it, by you. I, I, <laughs> and they going, go, I have not. <laughs> and, they go, and they just sit there and look at me. And I'd be like, what? And they'd be like, well, what? I said, what? I said, last time I checked, you need to run some money. Because and they go, no Christian talks like that. I said, what? Run me some money? What? You better pay something. This ain't no game. They just kind of look at me. Yes. Right. Oh, like, I'm, I'm still a Christian. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> What, because I'm not sitting there talking about, oh, honey, yes, Jesus is going to love you. And yes, Jesus is going to do it. No, I ain't going to do all that. I'm going to be real with you. I done told some of these teenagers, get it together. Get it together. What you what? This world is acting a fool. You all up in there acting a fool with them. People read, uh, this girl was reading tarot cards one day and I said, oh, no, I got to get away from you. I got to start praying because I don't want them type of things on me. She goes, what? I said, what you want to know about your future, foe? 
What you want to know about your past for? Why don't you look in the Bible and figure that out? You don't need to know all that. You need to get yourself together before you try and figure out your future. I don't want to know my future. Let God show me the future. I'll run. If God showed me that I would be running a ministry, that I would be ministering to women, which 10 years ago, I couldn't stand a woman, right? I couldn't stand being around women. I hate, I hated it. Couldn't stand being around women. You couldn't, you and graduating from college, you what? And working in a hospital? Boy, you didn't lost your mind. I would have told Jesus you got the wrong person. Well, doesn't Jesus work his divinity best through the untouchables, the untouchables? Uh, let me tell you, people used to tell me, oh, you're gonna be working with women. I said, no. I was like, no, I ain't working with no women. 10 years later, I work with women and love working with women and children and men. Yes. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But, it, it, but it's the fact that the, the fact that how God can change someone's heart. Yeah. And, and how, how yeah. when you are willing to be molded and willing to be vulnerable, which 99% of people don't want to be vulnerable. That goes back to them haters who be talking about we liars because we speak the truth of what goes on in our life. Like I always tell everybody, this is my story. I don't know about your story, but I know about my story. And I know what I went through in my story. Now, if you want to tell me your story, then let's go on about it and hear your story and we'll speak some truth into it. But until then, don't come stepping into my story that you ain't never walked before. So at the end of the day, like I tell people, I praise wow. Jesus. I praise Jesus. I keep doing what I do because at the end of the day, I know that that man's the one that saved my life. And I give and I will die for that man because he died for me. And I will continue to profess his name because at the end of the day, when I go and see Jesus, he going to say good and faithful servant to me because he will not tell most uh, the almighty God that he don't know me because I for sure profess his name in this world. I even got fired from a from a from a hospital. I got fired from a hospital because of my religious beliefs and it's written on there, terminated religious beliefs to the point that my pastor had, didn't believe me. And I had to show him the paperwork and he said, what? And I said, he goes, you gonna show yes, honey. He explained yeah. that like, <laughs> because according to the- I, Yeah, we already know. According to, I already know, but you know what, but you know what, this, this is the beautiful thing. I went into prayer and the Lord told me, I am your defender. Right. And so, you know what, that's why now I can, once again, this is when I tell people don't feel pity for me or don't get upset. This is now when I can tell the next person, I understand what you're going through, but look what God has done for me since then. I got the I got a similar I got a better job working at a different hospital getting awesome. getting get a better pay and not only that but now I have my own nonprofit organization and I'm about to get a food truck so I can feed the homeless honey I'm okay that don't more than okay that's what I'm saying you are excellent yeah that's why the day is you know hey. That happened. Okay, now I can tell the next person. Listen, persecution is gonna come. Be ready for it. How are you gonna handle it? Are you gonna quiver? Let me tell you, I was gonna, I was gonna 
everything in me wanted to hurt the person and all the stuff and get mad and you know and all the stuff but i had to remember no god is my defender god is my attorney god will defend me and he will uh and he will care that you yeah stay godly <laughs> and, and, right exactly and, I, and, and since then i didn't have magazines do articles on me I didn't have Inspiring Lives magazine do an article on me. I'd have been on 700 Club. I didn't spoken in, in Australia and in Europe and Canada, all through the United States. Just, sharing, just sharing, the, uh, sharing the gospel and sharing who, what God can do in someone's life and yeah. then turn around and I can be able to go out and now minister and give food to the homeless and help people so that they don't get become homeless because that's what we do. We right. get women and children and, and men off the streets that are being human trafficked into programs so that they can help and get their lives together and also uh, people that are homeless to get them off the street to get their lives together and then also too to help people who are almost about to be evicted and we help them so that they don't get evicted so that they don't become homeless and that they can continue to uh to work and to continue to maintain while we go through this world of whatever this world is called right now so <laughs> You know what greater 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 love than that like i i can't i can't complain there ain't no complaining coming out of me there's no complaint i i don't complain i don't say woe is me oh you know which most people expect a a, a survivor oh and that's a victim mentality oh what they did to me okay they did that they did that you made it through you are strong because you made it through. There are people that did not make it through. There are people that I know who have died behind what we have gone through. But yet, God has a plan for us because we are still here. And now, at the end of the day, that's what I do. I just continue to walk. Mm -hmm. I, can, I walk until I can't walk no more. And let me tell you, I'm hoping it's tomorrow because I want to see Jesus before anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the life he's giving because he's got yes. more for you. And Amen. I know you're ready to meet him, but you got more years. Because <laughs> That's what people tell me. No, you can't leave just yet. <laughs> right, you gotta have the, the successful marriage thing, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. I told my pastor he gotta pick him because they gotta go through him anyway. So I said, Why don't you just pick him? Because I'm too picky. <laughs> I like that because that's a far cry from what happened in your traffic. Now you have a solid man checking dudes for you. Yeah. That's what's up. Because yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, because so the way, so this is what I tell women on how that are being human trafficked and how, how to get through that, you know, and how when you are wanting to get in a relationship, the best way to do it is you go, let them go through a pastor. A real man will step to a real pastor. Listen to my words. A real man or a real woman will step to a real pastor. Meaning this, there are some pastors in the United States that have sold their pulpit, meaning they have been compromising the word of God to please people in this country to give them what they want to hear but a man of God will stand on the word and he will be persecuted for it and if he if a real man is willing to step to another real man then that's half the battle mm -hmm. 
So you could come and want it. Oh, baby, I want, I didn't, there is, now understand this. I've been single for 10 years and out of the 10 years, I've had men come to me uh, and say, oh, Soraya, I want to, you know, be with you. I want to date you. And I tell them, that's great. I need you to meet my pastor. <laughs> and they could, and they had no backbone. They had, too. they had no, because at the end of the day, all they wanted to do was just lay down with me, keep it pushing, honey. I ain't all about that. That shows me who you are. You just about getting some, you know, quick fix, whatever, and leaving me high dry, or using me, or potentially pulling me back into that in, into that world, right? So I have to be guarded. It says to guard your heart. Oh, okay. So check this out. You want, you want my heart? You want to come into my world? You got to go through my pastor. And if you're a solid man, okay, bring on the pastor. Right. Fun. Right. It should amaze <laughs> you. So then you get to talk to my pastor. And then my pastor can either decide, can come and tell me, listen, mm, there's a couple of things that I'm concerned about. Okay. Because I listen to what my shepherd says. And then I go and I go from that point. Okay. And then, and then because I'm a, a free moral agent, I decide how I'm going to, how I'm going to either, am I going to listen to the vice or am I going to go off? If it's some, if he's saying that there's some red flags that don't sit right with him, am I going to ignore them or am I going to say, mm, okay, and then politely tell him, you know what? Mm. Yeah, the devil masquerades angel of life. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, you know, there's just, there's all kinds of stuff that I tell, I, I try to teach women in, in going about into, because a lot of women, once they come out of human trafficking, they don't know what life is like without, you know, not being in it. So, and that's a big aspect of it is being in a relationship. Like, what does that actually look like? I, I have one more question and we'll close. Yeah. Um, how are things with you and your older son? What has God been doing in that area of your life? Uh, well, I've, uh, I, I know I, you know, keep tabs and, you know, I see how he's doing, but um, my family and I have come to an agreement that I will wait till he is 18 because he's been raised with my family all his life. So uh, to try to interject and then, you know, we don't want to do that. Um, you know, he knows he has a mom, he knows, he ha you know, that he has grandparents and aunts and uncles and things like that. He knows all that, but he knows that, you know, in time, um, if he is, if he wants to, and we leave it and, you know, my family and I have said that if you want to, it is open. Um, if you want to, you know, come and get to know who I am and, and have a relationship with me, I'm, you know, leaving it up to him and stuff. But, you know, right now we've just, as a family have come to a, um, just a, a mutual decision that for his growth and his development of, of his life, because in the beginning, I was constantly in and out, in and out, in and out. I was not consistent when he was younger. So because of that, we just said, you know what, when he's 18, 
he's an adult, you could come in because, you know, and because at the, and really, honestly, that that's the best. I appreciate that because I, you know, I have one of my sons now and I would not want people in and out, in and out. That's, that's too much confusion and stuff. Like, why is she here? What did I do wrong? Why did, you know, and all those, and then that's a whole nother thing. And then the emotions, you know, I've seen what happens. Oh, my mom don't love me. And then they have to deal with all that. And I don't want to burden them with my family with more than what they already are burdened they're they're raising another child you know my family is raising another child and so you know i i that is where we have left it at you know and i love my son dearly i dedicated my book to both of my children you know and i you know so and it's my story of you know how both of them came about and so you know i love them dearly to my heart you know but you know and my son he's He's, you know, a geek. He loves, uh, you know, computers and working on computers, my oldest son. And, you know, he's doing great. He's a very, um, very well, you know, honors, you know, he's an honor student. And, um, you know, I'm just, he's just awesome. Wow. In our conversation, I, we, we both, I felt safe. I felt protected. I felt understood. I felt like my sensitivities were honored, and I know you feel the same way. Um, I do take my time with people, but in getting to know you and over, I'm not going to count the time, that doesn't matter, but in the time that we've gotten to know each other, I feel that you would be good at helping me with some things. Um, I could help you with some things. Uh, be each other's support system. Um, here, I, I would feel like if I was having a tough time, you'd be the protector, like, where are they? We're going to handle this. And <laughs> <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. <laughs> even my pastor, <laughs> even my pastor says the same thing. <laughs> and I like that you're not a yes person you give tough love you need it i like that you're you're willing to interrogate and grill when you need to you're like no we don't do pity parties up in here mm. no we're gonna we're gonna keep climbing jacob's ladder higher higher that's how he i know that's yeah. how he thinks yeah and so what did you think of our conversation and meeting me virtually today well, you know, I, 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 like I said before, I, it's a privilege and an honor. You know, this is the first time I want to say that I've actually done an interview with another survivor in this aspect, um, you know, and uh, I've um, just, just to have the, the free conversation of us bouncing back and forth of, of just what we've gone through and the similarities of certain things and stuff. It's just so um, rewarding and encourages my soul, you know, and it, 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 it inspires me to continue, you know, because sometimes, you know, there's doubts in our mind, like, man, should we should be doing this? Should I, you know, continue to do this? I'm not going to do any more of these, you know, you know, this isn't, um, this isn't beneficial or this isn't, um, doing anything but when I finish talking to you it's like yep this is what I'm meant to do this is what I need to continue to do you know and continue to um just now meet and talk with you know with you it just it opens my eyes it's just you know wow there is more beautiful people on this earth than ever before you know and it just and we're not 
we don't look the same. And that's just so awesome. That's the, I think the best part about it is yes. we don't look the same. You know, we might have our hairs almost are similar, you know, my hair. <laughs> <laughs> if either you grow it out a little bit or if I cut it a little bit, we'd be <laughs> I get haircuts every week and I get every week. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it just it's so it's so cool. It just to meet you and stuff and just to know that, you know, you um I live in in, in the Boston area, Massachusetts. So we're not that far from each other, you know, and just to know that, hey. There's now we have, you know, there's another friendship that's built, another um, lifeline, um, yeah. so to speak. That, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, if there's anything, any encouragement, anything you need, you know, any times you are feeling like you're not, you're, you are a brother, you're family, you know, you are a fam. So you could always ah. just, you know, you could just always call, you know, and, and, and it doesn't matter. And people will tell you, it don't matter the time or day. I'll be, I've sometimes been at work and in the middle of my job, somebody has called me and I've stopped everything and I've just prayed with them. I close my door to my office, shut everything. I don't care what I'm doing. I'll shut it down and I'll start praying with them because my, my, whatever's going on with my peoples is more important than what's going on. Because at the end of the day, that's your life. You know, that's your life. Your, you know, your life is precious to me, you know what I'm saying? Your life is precious to me. So if it's there, if there's something that, you know, you are struggling with, if you're discouraged or, you know, you're, you're just depressed and you're just in this lump, like, man, I don't even want to do life today. Come on, wait a minute. Hold on. Why don't you want to do, you know, I'll stop and talk about it and like, okay, why do you want to do life today? You know, even today, I'm going to tell you, even this morning, I didn't want to get out of bed. I said, it, you know, last week I was on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram and stuff, and I put out a little bit. I didn't even want to do, I didn't even want to get out of bed. I didn't even want to get out of bed some days. There are some days just like, man, whew, another day. Here we go. Another grind. Another do. Okay. But then, you, you know, you got to have people that are, you know, no, 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 no. Get up. Let's go. Come on. You you got, somebody needs you. It's oh, my heart melts. It's greater. It's great. You, it's more, you know, and I have to always remind myself, this isn't just about me. It is greater than me. This is greater than me. Like I said, so if it, if this, if this conversation affects someone, uh, whether you're depressed, whether you're going through suicidal thoughts or going through human trafficking or a domestic relationship or being abused and you want to know that there's somebody out there that understands what you're going through hello you're, you're listening to people right now that have understand what you're going through and trust me and believe there's a way out and you can have the same type of joy that we have and if that's all this meant that at the end of the day to help another person to come out of this then great the lord has used me today and I'm thankful. And, you know, and I just, I, I thank you. This is a whole, like I said, this is a whole different platform I've, ever, I've been on. And I just, I, I enjoy the experience. I enjoy this time with you. I really have, you know, you are a, such, there's a sweet, sweet presence with you, you know, and uh. you're just, you're just, you know, you're just so, you are a force to be reckoned with. You're forced to be reckoned with. You really are. Because there are many people who would have given up. And you did not. 
And that right there is the most beautiful thing in someone's life is that when they don't give up, they continue to persevere. And Paul talks about that, to continue to press to the goal, to not give up for this race is not for the swift. This isn't for the swift. You can't just sprint and think that you're going to be just fine. So, you know, I, I love you dearly, and I just appreciate this time. I love you dearly. You're my friend, my fam. Um, and we got to see each other. I mean, it's yeah. like four, three, two, couple hours away. Yeah. We're both on the East Coast. That's yep. awesome before. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, you know, just, you know, like I said, just reach out to me whenever you, whenever you need to. Okay. Did you, did you put your number in the email? Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, I will, I let all my guests uh, publish all of the audio and video on their platforms if you want to. Yes, just, yep. I always, I always support whoever I'm doing. I support them and I, and I do a shout out and I put it on my Instagram and my Facebook and oh. I also, and I also put it on my website. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. Well, I'll send you everything. Thank you for being a lifetime person in my life officially and yes. we'll, we'll keep in touch. Yes. God bless. God bless you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>